Welcome to season four, Fostering Change, the number one podcast in adoption and foster care. You know, each week we speak to the most amazing good humans about topics that touch each and every one of us. If you have a guest suggestion or interested in sponsoring our podcast, please visit us at fosteringchange@comfortcases.org. Now, sit back, enjoy, learn, get motivated, and let's speak to some fascinating guests. Well, you know what? It's, it is another exciting episode of Fostering Change. You know, as the season is getting ready to end, I kind of look back and I think about some of the guests that we've had on. And one of the things that if all of you have known for the last four seasons, the reason that I actually started this podcast was because I truly wanted to give a platform for so many nonprofits to be able to tell their story. You know, the fact is, is that each and every one of us have a story. And we never know that when we tell that story, how it will impact someone else. You know, for me, I really believed when I got into being a nonprofit, and by the way, you all know this, I'm a banker for the last 28 years. Being in a nonprofit was something I never thought I would ever do. But what I was so shocked about 10 years ago is how many nonprofits that we had in our country, but how many of us did not work together. And I truly believe that that is not the way that we should be working with and changing our system. So when we had the opportunity to work with this next organization, there was no way in the world I could say no. I have been following this organization for a long time. They've been around for about 16 years, and they truly do exactly what we should be doing. They gather amazing organizations and they bring about change. So without further ado, I'm in welcoming Amanda. You're the executive director of the Felix organization. And Myra, you're the creative consultant. Welcome to Fostering Change. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you. So Amanda, um, I'm going to start right with you. I want you to tell our listeners and viewers, what is the Felix organization? So thank you so much for having us. And I have to just shout out right at the top before I even get into the Felix organization, a huge thank you to you and Comfort Cases. You have been an amazing partner to the Felix organization and helping the kids that we work with, providing them Comfort Cases on their way to Camp Felix, which we'll tell you more about. And so we just have to give you a huge thanks for that. Thanks for having us here today. Really excited to be here. So I will tell a little bit about our mission, and then I'm going to pass it over to Myra to talk about kind of our origin story. Like you mentioned, everyone has a story, and the Felix organization has a pretty interesting story of how we started. But I'll start by just sharing that, you know, our mission is to enrich the lives of kids growing up in the foster care system. So many organizations out there provide you know, what you could call sort of basic needs for kids in foster care. But the Felix organization really has a unique opportunity to provide those experiences and a community to support them that really makes a childhood special. And a lot of the kids, I think the average is eight foster placements that kids will face. And so because of that instability, you know, they don't often have the opportunity to do things like summer camp or holiday events and outings or like going to the Radio City Christmas Spectacular or, you know, special road trips to exciting destinations. Of course, Camp Felix is our signature program. And I don't know if if you all have gone to camp before, but it's an amazing experience. They, the kids really get so much out of it, not just 
all the experiences of trying new things, learning to swim, getting to the top of the climbing wall, making new friends, but also this community that they're now a part of, the Felix family. So I love um, that. I love that. And by the way, I love the fact, you know, you you asked, you know, going camp, you know, I grew up in the system. You know, I was one of those kids. I aged out. Nobody ever said, can you go to camp? No one ever signed me up for baseball or football. I didn't get to be a Boy Scout, you know, and that's the typical way children are in foster care. We get none of the extras. We get the basics. And most of us don't even have the basics. And so knowing that there's an organization like yours that can truly, you know, I have five kids, my five beautiful babies on the back of the wall here. You know, my husband and I, we were like, okay, whatever camp you want to go to, you're, you go to camp we want because we want them to experience that because we do believe that it brings about a community and i always tell people all the time your community is not your zip code your community is our human race and so if you bring people together like that so they can truly build each other up especially kids in the system they deserve i'm gonna tell you something when you invest in a child in foster care you actually invest in your future your future because there are future leaders and somewhere we have forgotten that. Myra, tell me the story about how the Felix organization came around 16 years ago. Love to, Rob. Thank you. And to echo what Amanda said, you do great, great, wonderful things. And we're so grateful to be a part of this network and of this force that can force to foster change. So the Felix organization really kind of is a miracle that how it happened. And it was two kind of lost souls who were adopted looking for their biological parents. One happened to be from the, he was a Bronx girl. And at this point, when she started looking, she was one of the biggest casting directors in the business. She's an Emmy award-winning casting director and her name is Sheila Jaffe. And there was another guy, couldn't be from different, more different backgrounds and hip hop artists, 35 years old, legend, king of rock, king of rock, as he so is worthy of calling himself, named Daryl DMC McDaniels from Run DMC. So he's 35 doing a VH1 special. They're asking him questions like, how much did you weigh when you were born? Where were you born? And he calls his mother and gets all this information. And then they call him back. And they literally chose that moment over the phone to tell him, by the way, you were adopted. So he didn't know he was adopted when he was 35. Sheila actually found out traumatically when she was an adolescent, right at that 12, she found out from a mean girl. And after a year, when processing it, she never really talked about it again until this Hollywood agent who happened to know Sheila and happened to know Daryl, they were both looking for their biological parents. She said, you two have to meet. And therein, you know, thank God it wasn't during COVID because this is what happens when two people meet and they have open hearts and they're, they're grateful. And they were so grateful that they got adopted. They were so grateful. And they said, let's do something. Let's do something for the kids who weren't as fortunate as we were. Let's do something. We'll call it the Felix Organization. We'll build a city for kids in the foster care system. Well, needless to say, our first board member, Connie, who was Sheila's business manager, said, calm down. Let's just start kind of with a camp. And the first year, the very first year, this was like in May, 
by August, they had the first camp in its partnership with the New York Foundling. And we've been rocking and rolling wow. and hip hopping ever since. So how many kids get invited to the camp? So we now have grown from that first camp, that first summer that Meyer is talking about with one camp. And now we actually have seven different camp programs. Uh, one is out on the West Coast serving Los Angeles foster kids. The rest are on the East Coast serving primarily kids from New York City. We have a teen camp. Our most recent is Camp Felix Pride for LGBTQ plus youth in foster care and allies, which we launched last year in 2022. And it was beyond inspiring, amazing, and wonderful. So all of those programs together, we send about 500 kids to camp every year. And we also have grown in terms of what we provide for the kids year round because we've launched Felix Forward which um, is an, a whole array of support programs that happen throughout the year so that we can continue to provide that supportive and caring community to our camp kids throughout the year. So since we started, we've served over 15,000 kids. That is so amazing. That is so amazing because let me tell you, I know the cost of what you guys have to do. So we have to raise a lot of money. So everybody who's listening and watch this, you have to go to their website. It's the Felix Organization. But it's spelled, is it organization.org? Yes, the, the, with the, the Felix Organization. The Felix Organization.org. Yes. So definitely, you know, I want people to visit. You know, the fact is, is that, you know, the whole thing of letting kids be able to be with other kids, you know, that comfort level that, you know, truly can make a difference in a child's life. You know, I go around the country and I speak to thousands of children. And that is one of the things that kids are getting better at, not to be ashamed because they happen to be in a system that has chosen to put the F word in front of their name. You know, I personally do not feel that anyone should ever say that a child is a foster child. I truly believe that we should say they are children and they just happen to be experiencing foster care because for some reason, and I'd love to hear this from both of you ladies because you've been doing this for so long, there seems to be a misconception of children in our foster care system. And I think that a lot of that is because, you know, throughout the years of foster care, which by the way, I'm a firm believer that foster care is something that, you know, we have to have, but I wish we didn't need it, you know, and especially when you look at the fact that 64% of kids who actually come into this system come in because of one word, and that is neglect. And you both, you and I know, and I'm a white privileged male, that word is only poverty. It is poverty, poverty, poverty. So, so what I'd like to ask both of you ladies, and Amanda, I'm going to start with you is what do we do as leaders? You know, here you guys have this amazing organization, 16 years. You've got, you know, made founders like, you know, at the top of the list when it comes to founders. Run DNC, please. I'm 56 years old. You don't think I knew that was. But what what more can we do? Because we have to start changing the perception of people when it comes to children in foster care. And the reason for that is because we have such a lack of family stepping up. You know, I was just in Chicago over the weekend and I'm talking to social workers and there are kids sleeping in 
offices. We have to be realistic about this. You know, as much as you and I and, and Myra, we want to do, we're, we're falling short. We're falling yeah. short. And so what can we do? Well, I think, you know, first of all, you're so right that there's so many misconceptions about kids in the foster care system or experiencing foster care, as you say, you know, people who, you know, all the time think that they did something wrong or that they, you know, that and and don't understand, you know, sort of what are the circumstances that can lead to a, a child being in the foster care system. So I think, you know, first and foremost, it's educating people around the country about what it means. And also, you know, our Sheila always says, you know, that these are our children, like we all as a community and a society, you know, have to understand that, that these are, these are our children and they are our future, as you say. So we all have to step up and really take ownership you know, whether we're, you know, a foster parent or not, that we all have to come together to support this population. And I also, you know, very top of mind, what we've been talking about a lot at the Felix organization recently is exactly what you said about there are so many organizations doing work and we have to find a way to all join together and pool resources. And rather than, you know, being, you know, competing for the same funding dollars, we need to be joining together and bringing all of our skills and expertise together. And so we, you know, we want to continue that conversation and, and keep brainstorming and coming up with ways that we can support each other. I think this podcast is amazing. I can't believe how many episodes you have and how many amazing people you've interviewed. So things like this that raise awareness and bring like-minded, you know, people together and organizations together is the key. I agree. I agree. Meyer, what do you think about the fact that we have such a misconception of children who are in our foster care system? Because remembering these children actually entered a system because of a choice that someone else made. Actually, a choice that someone else made. That's why they're there. So, you know, what do you feel that you could bring, we could bring to the table even more to make people understand that as, as, as your founder said, and I say this all the time, these kids don't belong to you. They don't belong to me. They belong to us, to us, you know? So what would you say? Well, Daryl actually says we are all adopted. And that said, you know, one of the things that I learned working with Daryl and Sheila, because, you know, I'm a baby boomer, I grew up in the 50s, and if somebody was adopted, it was whispered, it was like a shame, you know, it wasn't a good thing. And with Daryl and Sheila and their gratitude, that's the first thing as I learned to be grateful that when somebody says they're adopted, I go, how wonderful. And I would never have known that. That was another misconception about what I have with adopted. And then with the foster care system, I mean, I have a niece who's a therapist and, and I know in North Carolina and now in Georgia. And so, you know, there's such a need, it's, it's global. And at the same time, it's like, you know, the, just it's different in each state. But to be with Felix and to meet people that have aged out of the foster care system and the first thing when they meet each other as adults, how many homes were you in? Yeah. Well, I was 13. Oh, I was in 18. So, you know, it, it's like, and, and then we just recently had a brainstorm session about people that, you know, we've worked with for years. We don't even know exactly when kids are in the system, how, where they go. Is there a crisis center? You know, what happens to them? 
And so we all, I mean, you know, first of all, what we can do, and I went to a fundraiser for Pulse, you know, the, the nightclub. The in Orlando and Ian Schrager, who I used to work for, had this quote. He said, there's so much evil in this world that everyone who is good must do more. And basically it's whether it's donate, whether you get involved. And what, what I've learned from being involved with Felix, I enrich my life. Not only the kids in foster care are enriched by what we do, but every single one of us to walk with Amanda, to walk with Daryl, to walk with Sheila and watch us grow because of the joy that we give, we get right back. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I say it every single time. Every single time I see a child unzip a comfort case, it literally makes my heart smile. And it makes my heart smile because I truly can feel the love that comes out of that case because I know people within the community actually packed it. Listen up, everybody. We're going to be right back. Again, we are talking to the Felix organization. You know what? I ask you this each week and, and you always seem to step up and you always seem to show the love. And you know, one of the things I will tell you is I have to agree with Amanda. It is time. It is time for us to stop all chasing the same dollar because there is plenty of money to go around. And the thing that we need to do is make sure that we're impacting all of the children who need to be impacted. And, you know, Myra, you said this, this is global. I mean, we, we, you know, in comfort cases, we opened up a center in 2021 in the UK where we're helping over 84,000 children there. So we know that this is a global, global epidemic, and it is an epidemic. We'll be right back. This episode of Fostering Change is sponsored by Comfort Cases, a national nonprofit that inspires our communities to bring hope and dignity to our youth that are in foster care. For just $10 a month, you can support the Comfort Cases mission and help us eliminate trash bags for kids who are entering foster care. For every $10 that you give, Comfort Cases will give a Comfort XL to a child entering the system. Be part of the change. Visit comfortcases.org. Well, you know, I say it all the time. There is nothing like a good conversation with friends. And that's exactly who I've had on my show today. I am so, so excited, you know, to partner up with the Felix organization. You know, at Comfort Cases, we really do love the partnership. And before I get started asking some really important questions, I want both of you to know that we here at Comfort Cases are committed to all of your campers who are signed up to receive a comfort case. So we are going to again partner with you this year. We truly want them as they come to camp to have the new pajamas and the toothbrush and the lotion, shampoo, conditioner, bar, soap. Each one of them have a blankie and a book um, because again, I don't care whether you're a newborn or you're 21, you love to know that somebody out there loves you and that's what Comfort Cases does. You know, ladies, I like to ask each one of you a question because you've been around this now for 16 years. You've gone to these camps, you've met so many different children in so many different levels of our system. If you could have one thing, that magic wand that you could actually change within our system, what would that be? And Myra, I'm going to ask you to go first. What could I change within that? Within our system. Within the system. I guess for more people to be aware, especially that are in government, I know I have 
the only person that mentioned that was running for office years ago was Hillary Clinton that even mentioned foster care. And so it just seems like, you know, women do mention it, but it's sort of gone off the radar with, with um, a lot of politicians. And especially after COVID and everything, if, if you're privileged like we are to have parents, life is difficult. So with, with the children who are raised under traumatic situations, it's even more so. And so I think the awareness of government to allocate more, more money. I know for Felix, when we have a Christmas card, um, Secret Santa program initiative, and I call it, this is something that makes the social workers cry because they don't have any money. These kids can get nothing for the holidays, nothing, if it wasn't for the gift cards that we give them. And so, like you said, there's so much money and it just needs to be, you know, more, more government involved for sure, as well as private sector to step up. But there's, there's like, you know, definitely needs more from the government. Well, I have to tell you, in the four seasons that I've asked this question, you are the very first one to ever have given me that answer. I always heard about giving more and more. Think of it. I've never heard anyone say, and thank you for saying it, because you are tr truly right. We vote these people into office to take care of our communities. And, you know, I've always said, when is that first lady or that first gentleman going to take the platform of foster care? Because that truly could change the whole entire landscape, you know, of our system. But instead, you know, people don't want to talk about them. They don't want to talk about, they want to forget that they exist, but they truly do. Amanda, what would be your one wish? Well, maybe this is more a wish for each of the children more than the system itself. But I just, you know, I just wish that every child could feel loved. And I think that that is what makes the difference. You know, we recently had a conference for aging out foster youth and those who have aged out already. Um, and we, our speakers, many of whom were former foster youth themselves, you know, shared a, a lot about their experiences and what seemed to be a common thread is that, you know, those who had made it or become successful or maybe, you know, not gone down some of the terrible outcomes that so many of our kids face, they pointed to there being one person in their lives who truly believed about them or believed in them rather, and who was a consistent person in their lives. And so I think, you know, it, whether it's a camp counselor or a, you know, teacher or a foster parent or adoptive parent, or, you know, just someone that believes in you and, and gives you love. And I think that that it goes such a long way. It sounds like a cliche, but it's it's everything. No, I agree with you on that. Let me tell you, I agree 100% with you on that. I write it about it in my memoir. There, It's that one act of kindness that truly makes you grab that grit that you have. And, and, you know, and I would love to see that more for children to understand, you know, life is about choices. And I, and I remind people all the time, you know, we can sit back and I, I'm the youngest of 10 kids. And, you know, I got siblings, they blame the system even to this day. And I was the baby and you can blame the system or you can step up like what we're doing and let's try to change the system. Listen, you've got a big, big fundraiser coming up. And by the way, I love a good fundraiser because it gives the opportunity for everyone to give. And as I remind people all the time, it does not matter whether you give one dollar 
or you give $50,000. What matters is that you actually give and that you realize that, you know, I had somebody just the other day donate to an organization that, that I had on my show and they said, you know, I only had $25. And I said, are you kidding me? I said, $25? I said, that's amazing. I said, you know, I guarantee you that they'll be just as excited about the $25 than they did with they just, they want people to give. So tell me about this, the Felix organization, Walk This Way. It's your third year doing this. So I want to know about it. Yeah, so it's called Walk This Way. All of our events are something this way. It's an homage to Run DMC and 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 Walk This Way is the most obvious one. So we're going to be walking this way on Sunday, May 21st, in honor of National Foster Care Month. We hope that you will be there, Rob, with the family if you can. It's in New York City, but we invite you to come. And actually, people can walk wherever they are in solidarity with us on that day. Again, Sunday, May 21st. And you can go to walkthiswayforkids.org. Walkthiswayforkids.org to learn more and to sign up. And we're going to be honoring two very special Camp Felix alumni, uh, Yanalise and Alea, who are siblings that uh, came to us um, to Camp Felix when they were eight and 10 years old. They went up through the ranks of counselor and training and, and eventually aged out of camp and moved on. And we were reconnected with these siblings through social media a couple of years ago, and it was tears all around and just amazing to reconnect with them because they had gone on to pursue careers as life coaches, which they credited to the experience they had at camp. I was the first camp director. So I speak from being being part of that community firsthand, not just behind the scenes, but being there. And, um, and so to see these alumni who are eight and 10. Now they're these grown women. First of all, it made me feel really old, but also it, you know, it really spoke to the lasting impact that those, that that time at camp, you know, can have. So we are honoring them as our future dream makers. And we invite people to come out and help us send even more kids to camp and provide more enrichment for kids throughout the year. I love it. I love it. So tell me, how can they give? So they go to the website and they can give directly onto the website. Do they sponsor a walker? How does this work? Yeah, so there's no registration fee, but there's $150 suggested minimum fundraise. Love it. So all you do is you sign up, you click a button, and you basically start your, your fundraiser, and you reach out to friends and family, tell them you're walking on May 21st for the kids, and invite them to, to sponsor you. 150 you know, can add up, like you said, the... The $25 donations, $5, $10, it really adds up. And if you want to be a part of this, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to spend any money. You can get people to sponsor you to be a part of this. I love uh, it. And it's right on the west side. It's on the pier side in Manhattan. It's beautiful area. And it's it's in, you know, in May, so it's warm and it's a community gathering and, and you can meet some of the kids that are in foster that we help. You can meet some of the campers. We have entertainment. We have amazing treats, including what we call cotton candy artist. 
Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Listen, you know, as you wouldn't imagine, May is the busiest month ever, you know, when it comes to us that that are in the foster care arena. But I will tell you, I will definitely look at my calendar. But the one thing I want to make sure that we do, and I know my producer is listening to this, but I want to make sure that we get it out on our social media platforms and let's push it and let's really make this, you know, an incredible fundraiser. Listen, ladies, it has been an enjoyable conversation, you know. I really don't like to ever say this is a show. I like to say more than it's it's a conversation. And I love the fact that we've done this. And we're going to do it again, by the way, because I think we need to keep reminding people. We keep need to reminding people what they can do. Listen up, everybody. It is the FelixOrganization.org, the big event that, you know, is May 21st in New York. I know, guys, I have a lot of friends there, a lot of listeners. I know. Get out there, do the registration, go get some fresh air um, in that beautiful New York. And hopefully, you know, the shears will be there as well. Um, but remember, as I always say, each and every one of you have the most valuable thing that we can actually give. And that is our time. And that is our time. So as you've listened to this show, I hope that you realize that even if you cannot give, you can give something valuable, and that is your time. So reach out to the Felix organization and figure out what you can do to help as well. Take care, everybody. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening or watching the latest episode of Fostering Change. All of us on our team hope that you've learned something new today and have been inspired to be a good human. Now, just a reminder that you can always find Fostering Change on your favorite channels on Google, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and others including, of course, ComfortCases.org. I want to give a big thank you to all of you for joining us each and every week. And a reminder that if you have a suggestion for a guest, or maybe you might have a question about today's podcast, or are interested in becoming a sponsor of Fostering Change, please don't hesitate to email me personally at fosteringchange@comfortcases.org. Now, that's it for now. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.